Hey guys, Will jumping in real quick just before the episode starts to let you know that we got a voicemail line set up uh, so you can tell us your takes on the Huskers uh, on their either tragedy or miracle this season uh, with the football program or really anything. We'd love to hear from you guys. That phone number is going to be 970-743-0575. You can just call that. It'll go to voicemail and you leave us a a nice voicemail for us and we'll play those at the beginning of the show. Uh, Hopefully starting next week with our recap episode of the Northwestern game. We'd love to hear uh, from the Nebraska fans because the fans are more important than the players, really, uh, even though we all care way more about the team. Uh, so, But we'd love to hear from you guys. Thanks for listening as always. And now let's get into the episode and our preview of the Northwestern-Nebraska clash in Dublin. Hello and welcome to... How about them Huskers season preview, sort of, uh, I guess, Northwestern preview. Uh, my name is Will Francesco, and I am joined, as always, by my grandpa, Husker Dan, from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska, which is 3,000 miles away from Dublin. <laughs> grandpa, how are you doing this today? Time, I'm doing great. This is, I was thinking about this. Before we came on, it was this is our first. We started these podcasts in January. Obviously, no games yeah. played outside of the not you know games that count. Exactly. Uh, so this is our first game week preparation, which is I don't know. I hope we don't mess this thing up. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't think know. we'll mess it up. No, I don't <laughs> think so either. I think, I think we got this one, but it's it's exciting. I mean, yeah. less than uh, I mean a week from today, we're we're doing this on Saturday the twentieth. Yep. And um, the game, I think, would would a week, you know, a week later is going to be about over about this time. Yeah. So um, it's it's a it's a great I don't know. I just can't I can't believe it. I've been counting. I started counting back when it was 100 days. That was back yeah. in May. Uh-huh. And I was thinking you get the uh, you get the uh, preseason magazines. Uh, uh, Phil Steele comes out usually yeah. last, but Lindy's and Athlon and all that. And, you know, I'm buy those at the store and I bring them home and I go through the pages and I just read, read. And, uh, and then you think, gosh, the season is forever away. And then, yeah. and here it is. We're, we're yeah. on the threshold of that. One we week away that. from today. Today's Saturday, the uh, August 20... 20th. 20th. Yeah. So one week exactly. And we'll see what team Nebraska's got. We have some, uh, before we get into the season, we have some upfront news uh, that we always like to share yeah. in kind of, uh, the first part of our broadcast. But you want to, I think the, the, not, I don't think, I think this is, this is the biggest news coming out. Maybe, I don't know, a long time uh, about uh, Big Ten uh, football or actually athletics. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, it, they just got a huge, huge TV package with uh, CBS and NBC, uh, and and Fox, I believe. Yep. Um, yep. Was was it CBS? Am I thinking of that correct? Yep. CBS, okay. NBC, and Fox. Okay. Um, and that was eight mil. No, not eight. Is it eight million? Billion. Eight billion. billion. The biggest um, ever in college football history. Which is insane because you think that the SEC would have that, but the SEC's got. Like when I saw CBS in there, I was like, wow, that's a lot of like, they would have had to pay so much money for that. Um, because the SEC's had a lock on CBS for so long that getting the Big Ten in this in, in CBS would 
I mean, that's just a huge win. And the, the more people that you expose to the Big Ten, it's going to grow with UCLA and USC coming in in the next few years, and you just get more coverage of that. And that's just, I mean, it's just more entertaining. You get more games that are televised. Um, I mean, I don't really know how much there else is to say about it besides it's just a huge win for the Big Ten. I wonder, uh, you know, everybody's waiting for the second shoe to drop, and that would be Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. If – if Notre Dame decides to join the Big Ten, which I think financially it would be a smart move yeah. for them, um, each team is going to get in the neighborhood of a hundred million, hundred million dollars a year. That Jeez. is it's mind-boggling. Yeah, and with NIL and stuff, you add that, my goodness, things are going to blow up. And then, but uh, Notre Dame, so would I wonder how that would impact would would impact the. Uh, the total package number, the $8 billion. I mean, if you, add, you throw in, and let's say, let's say Oregon and let's say Washington, maybe Stanford come in there and that gives you 20 teams. Does that $8 billion go up? I would oh, it has so. to. It has to. It's Oregon and Notre Dame. I don't know if Washington and Stanford would pull that much, but Oregon and Notre Dame would pull so much. Yeah. Uh, the, the Big Ten getting a deal with NBC is also big because Notre Dame has exclusively been on NBC for a long time. Um, and not a lot of other college games have been on NBC. I don't think there have been – there have been like maybe one or two every single year. It's mainly just Notre Dame games. So the Big Ten getting in that, that's – I wonder if they're going to use that as leverage to try to convince Notre Dame to come to the Big Ten, uh, which I, I've been saying for a long time. I think Notre Dame should come to the Big Ten. It makes yeah. the most sense geographically yeah. and financially, yeah. as you were right. saying. Um, they're in South Bend, Indiana. It's all around those other Big Ten schools. I don't see um, – I, I get their Notre Dame, and they like to – be different from everyone else and that's just who they've been for the, a long time um but it, there's a certain time where financially you got to adapt and change change something about your your mentality and i think now is the time for that for then maybe next year maybe the next two years um, but if notre dame comes to the big 10 that money's going to go through the roof because i i don't know off the top of my head what um nbc sorry notre dame's tv deal is with nbc how much that is worth but you add that number i i imagine that's worth a few million at least yeah um sure, sure, and sure. uh oregon being a the oregon really being the biggest team in the pac 12 um it, utah's kind of climbing that ladder but oregon's really though i mean Oregon's the flashiest team in the Pac-12. They're the most successful over this past right. decade. I mean, the, you bring Oregon in and, and Notre Dame, I think that's just going to blow the roof off the SEC. There's no way the SEC can compete with that. So, I I, mean, I don't know, but we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But I do think Notre Dame should join the Big Ten. I, I've been saying that for a bit. but Yeah, I, I kind of thought that would have already happened by now, but but Notre Dame's Notre Dame, so they can yep. they they can take their sweet time. The other, the other, we have two other stories uh, before we get into uh, talking about Northwestern, but uh, Husker Volleyball has their red white scrimmage tonight at six o'clock at the Devaney yep. Center. And then they play their first game. Well, they play the, uh, the day before the Huskers play in, uh, in uh, Dublin. Uh, they play on the 26th. They have, it's a, it's called a uh, Emeritus Players Challenge. And, there's several teams in there, Pepperdine, uh, Tulsa, obviously Nebraska. So they play, they play a double Huskers play a double header on Friday. They play at 11 in the morning at the Devaney center and uh, they play. Uh, let's see, who do they play in the, in the opening part? 
Uh, they play Tulsa at 6.30 that night. I forget who they play uh, in, in 11 o'clock. Maybe it's Tulsa. I'm not I'm not sure. It might be. I don't know. But, or Tulsa's um, at 6.30. Um, anyhow, um, and then they played uh, Pepperdine at the Devaney Center on the 27th. So that'll be a yeah. double whim they, for Husker mm-hmm. football and Husker volleyball. Yep. Yep. Uh, that that uh, 11 a.m. game is going to be Texas A&M Corpus Christi for the for the uh, women's volleyball team there and okay. then Tulsa at 6 30 that night yep okay and and the Husker volleyball team is uh, opens up the season at rank number one which is no pressure there for John Cook and his players but they have some great talent it's going to be really interesting to see how this uh, develops yeah uh, the next thing up is uh I say I call it Frosty's flop number two I, I, yeah I, I when I heard when I read about this in the paper, I said, yeah, I didn't think much of it. I, I really did. And then I listened to some sports, you know, chat channels and they were just just, you know, in a lather about this thing. And I said, what? Maybe I missed something. If you if you don't know about what happened, I'm talking about uh, Husker fans listening into this podcast. Frost was on uh, his annual or annual his weekly radio show and he was talking about his offensive line coach donovan uh, riola and how hard he'd been working the offensive line players he said that they were uh, throwing up 15 to 20 times after every practice and then that led to the media frenzy about you know saying what so do, do players throw up at practice and in fall camp absolutely um, should Scotty have uh, either rephrased that or not said it? I think that would be a smart move. Just you know, don't don't say this. Don't don't talk about players. You know, I don't know. I, I just I think it's yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it that doesn't even make sense to me. Like we we did two days for soccer, and that's basically. I mean, it's a lot shorter time. It's just a uh, five days uh, of having a workout in the morning and then uh, soccer in the afternoon. Um, but like fall camps, obviously way more strenuous, but there aren't kids that are two days and our two days are pretty difficult uh, throwing up. Like, I mean, there are, there are kids that will throw up because it's hard, uh, but it's not 15 to 20 times every single practice. That is an insane right. number to me, which makes me yeah. like, it's so high that it makes me think that he's over-exaggerating for yeah, some yeah. reason. I don't get the yeah. point of that though. There's no point I... of saying like, I mean, as you said, I like when I first read that, I was like, oh, I was like, wow, that's kind of weird that he would have shared that or that's like a crazy number. But like, OK, who cares? Like, it's obviously not true. There's no way that, that that's not even right. that's not physically possible. Right. Um, right. right. So, I mean, he shouldn't be saying that, though. That's just like I a. Know. I mean, if he's trying to flex by saying that, that's stupid. That's a dumb flex. Who cares yeah. how many times players throw up? It's. Right. Like that's not going to one throw up doesn't equal one win. That's not how that works. It's, I mean, <laughs> if it was, then he, then Nebraska is going to win the, like going to be undefeated for the next three seasons. Right. So, right. 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 Um, but that's just, I don't know. That's just dumb. I don't, I, I don't get what he's thinking there. He seems to not have thought through his press conference things a lot lately. Um, and it's maybe just that he's been focusing on the football part of it, which I would be happy with, but if Nebraska comes out and looks flat, I mean, you come up with these answers. It's like, you're kind of, I mean, I don't know if he's trying to tank himself and like, just going to be like, Oh, like if Nebraska is not doing great this season, he's not helping himself personality wise right. at all. Right. For, right. for a right. reason to keep him. So, right. I, I mean, 
I don't get the point of it, but I don't either. I, I think it. it was a good thing for him to just not say anything. Yep. Just yeah, they're they're working their you know tails off. Their, their practice is tough, um, you know, and they're, they're the players are looking forward to playing the first. Whatever you don't tell them that yeah. they're throwing up fifteen to twenty times every. And you got if you have 20, 24, maybe twenty five offensive linemen in camp, would, would that would that number be about right? Um, well, I mean, that gives but five. But deep, is that I, I don't know. Is that each player? Or is that the entire no, no, squad? Because was, I, no, no, oh. not each player. Just oh. happening. No, 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 no. Just it's it, it's the way that I understand this. Just I just just read it in the paper. Well, I guess just that play. You, you're going to throw in, let's say, 25 players every practice, just on the offensive line. Yeah, and that would be still a lot of throwing up. I just yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, all. I mean, again, it doesn't make sense why he share that number. Like, why is right. he counting that? Right. That makes no sense. Exactly. But exactly. Whatever. Whatever. Um, so let's move on to the. Yeah. Hopefully, big hopefully they'll be ready for the for our first game in Dublin. But uh, yeah, yeah. Let's move on to that, as you were saying. Uh, first game, game one, week zero. Very confusing. That they need to fix that. It's really confusing to me. <laughs> like, just make it week one, and then make one. I don't get why they have a week zero. The NFL doesn't do that. Like they have preseason, and it's preseason. <laughs> but you just make it week zero. It makes no sense. I, like I get that not all the teams play, but just make it week one. Who cares? <laughs> like it's just so dumb. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Um, you know, I. As you know, I've been not in in favor of playing this game, or you know, it doesn't matter who we, you know, going six time zones away from uh, from Central Time Zone, where both uh, uh, Northwestern and Nebraska obviously are. I just don't. I, what is the point of playing a game in Dublin, Ireland? Are we going to promote college football? Are they going to suddenly? get turned on to college football. No, that is not going to happen. Everybody knows that. Uh, if it's a recruiting advantage and, you know, you get to to travel outside the country, yeah, I, I kind of get that. But the, I, I just wrote a column and I, I said, why, why wouldn't those two teams say, look, why don't we play in the Rose Bowl? It yeah. holds 100,000 people. Not that they ne- would necessarily fill that up, but there are there's no of- way they're filling that up. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of Husker fans in California, a lot of them. And that's true. But you or I think that there would be more than 10,000 Husker fans at that game if it were played in, in, uh, at the Rose Bowl. Of course, they're yeah, taking 10,000 people to the Husker fans to Dublin. And I, it's now the, the one good thing is that the weather there is supposed to be, I think, a high of 68, low 51. Oh, perfect. 40% chance of rain. I mean, it's it's almost what, what you'd find in maybe October or something like that. Great, you know, good football weather. And I, I get that. I think that's, you know, whatever. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off target, but I, I just I just think that it's kind of silly to go through all that added expense and jet lag and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't get it either. I get that they're trying to like, like the NFL kind of is a lock on London and England. So they're like, Oh, yeah. we can go Dublin. But I mean, you're not going to convert anyone. They're all diehard soccer fans. Right. There's no, I mean, right. you're playing in a soccer stadium. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, it's, like if they had a football stadium there, 
then maybe like there might be a chance, but you're playing it in a soccer, you're having to convert something that they already will go to right. every single week and fill to capacity right. and try to convert it to capacity for a football, for a college football game. The stadium does look beautiful though. Um, it's going to be, they're going to get some good camera shots just watching. Um, what I, I think it's on what Fox. Yeah. Fox uh, um, at 10 30, my time. Uh, so 1130 central time, but um. Yeah, that's is it going to be a night game there? I'm trying no, to think 11, of... 11 30 a.m. I mean, it'd be a night game in Dublin. Yeah, but that's 11... what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's so six that'll hours be... difference. Yeah. Okay. That'll be that'll be nice. Uh, that'll be kind of weird to see a night game uh, being played at midday here. I know. Because um, usually, I mean, usually, like, I'll watch some of the Premier League sometimes, the English Soccer League, and the time difference is there. So the games are just really early in the morning. Um, but then they're in like three o'clock at the afternoon in England. So the, it looks semi-normal because the sun's out and the sun's out there, but it's going to be weird for the end of the game to be dark. And then it's going to be the hottest part of the day here. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It'll be kind of weird, but um, stadium's beautiful. Nebraska's favored by 13. Um, do you think that's accurate, Grandpa? Yeah, I don't know. First game, you know, these two last year, Nebraska walloped uh, uh, Northwestern at, at Lincoln 56 to seven, I think it was. Yep. Um, I don't expect that. So I, yeah, I'm okay with, I think it's 12 and a half. Maybe it's gone up to 13. I don't know. Yeah, it looks uh, at least on whatever the pick center app or whatever, whatever ESPN has posted on their thing, it says 13 for Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you think there's going to be any, uh, jet lag going out i mean they they do they they leave monday so i bet you if 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 scotty's smart i bet you all to do is say okay rest day tuesday so they can get so they can sleep in and all this stuff and get whatever out of their system yeah and just because jet lag will last a long time if you have to keep waking up early every single morning and then it's right. screwy with your head because you never get to get that right. sleep back that you need right. Right. Um, and, and reset your body basically. Um, so hopefully the majority of those guys are able to take that Tuesday to just rest and get everything back in sync. And then Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Friday, you nail those practices for North Dakota. And then Saturday comes, you crush North Dakota, and then we're back on track uh, for normal weeks of practice. Um, and I, I imagine that Scott has been preaching to them of like, this is like, just cause we're going to Ireland doesn't make this game any different. It's just, it's Northwestern. We know what they can do. We played them last year. We whooped them last year. Let's do the same thing, same result, like that, that kind of stuff. And I, I mean, I, I think Nebraska will get there. Uh, the over under is 50 points, which is uh, 50 and a half, I should say, which I mean, based on last year's score, they'll yeah. usually hit the over but I don't think it'll be, I think Northwestern's defense will be better than they were last year because when we played Northwestern last year, it was towards the beginning of the season. Uh, Well, yeah, I think it was towards the beginning of the season. Yeah, it was, let's see. Um, It was like midway through the season. So you have time for people to get dinged up uh, for, for Northwestern on defense and have players get injured or pick up knocks. <clears throat> then uh, I think that it'll be, different going up against a healthy Northwestern defense this year uh, for Nebraska. So, but uh, I would definitely take the points here. Uh, I'm not going to bet on this obviously, because one, I'm not uh, legally allowed to. And two, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to give my fortunes away to Nebraska winning a football game just yet. Uh, um, so 
Uh, I would take the points, though, if I was going to bet on this game. I think Nebraska will win this by two scores. Uh, you know, I, I I feel comfortable with that, too. I, I uh, the uh, They can play 74 players. They're taking 110 with them, uh, which is fine. Um, 74 players. This is going to be an experience those kids will never forget, and I hope it's positive. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, they're, they're, The stadium, the – the turf is uh, perennial ryegrass, uh, so it must be a great soccer field. Uh, Nebraska yeah. plays all its uh, home games on that, well, field turf, I think is what it's called now. Yeah, yeah, the like AstroTurf stuff, yep. Right, so it'll be interesting to see how that, if there's any effect, uh, uh, how, or how that will affect the Huskers, you know, their speed and quickness and so on. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it'll be that much different. Soccer cleats aren't that much different from soccer cleat. They're sorry. Football cleats aren't that much different from soccer cleats. Um, the, the grass is just going to feel a little bit harder. I think when you hit it, but they have pads on. So, I mean, I don't know, but, uh, I, I, I think it'll be fine. I don't know how much the actual surface that they're playing on will matter, um, to, to the success of the team that you can still cut. And I mean, arguably, I think soccer, uh, sorry, uh, football cleats have longer spikes in them, so you're able to grip deeper into the grass. So this should actually help them uh, playing on natural grass because the, they keep it groomed really low um, for, for soccer games for the most part, um, like half inch uh, above the ground, I think is pretty standard for most stadiums. Uh, maybe half inch is too high, probably like a fourth of an inch or so. I mean, anyway, um, but I, I don't think it matters that much. It'll just be different for them. And I assume they get to practice on it beforehand uh, and just get the feel of it, but they'll at least have warm ups before the game to get the feel for the grass a little bit, but it'll just be a little bit different. I don't think it'll throw them off too much. I, uh, I just hope that Nebraska a can win the game and they can win it to the extent uh, of that. They get to play a lot of players that would be, <clears throat> Yes, that's what the for the uh, really for the first three games, uh, you know, obviously Northwestern, and then you're looking at uh, Georgia's. Well, next would be uh, North Dakota, and then Georgia Southern. They're Southern, yep. And so you 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 play your regulars, your starters, and then get them out, get in some experience, and and it because you're going to have to develop develop uh, depth. This yeah. is a long season, and uh, you're going to have to have players in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we were we were also talking about uh, that Frost has already announced his starting quarterback, which is comes yeah. as no surprise to anybody. But it's, uh, yeah. it's Casey Thompson. How do you think he's going to perform uh, in in the opener? I'm hoping so. There are two ways he could come out really uptight and having to prove everything to Nebraska fans, and I think that will hurt him a lot. If he plays the way he did in the spring game for the little bit that we saw him there, I think he'll be very successful, um, not make a ton of mistakes and and make the passes that he needs to. Um, I don't think he'll absolutely tear up anything. Um, I But I just need him to do enough to to get this as a comfortable win for Nebraska, and I think he's more than capable of doing that if he just comes out nice and relaxed and and, and he knows the playbook, he knows um, the offense, and he's got connections with his receivers. Um, so I, I think that comes out nice and relaxed, just get the ball in 10, 10, 15 yard passes, nice little slants, that kind of stuff, just get some stuff going early, um, and, and just get them comfortable in the, in the game and in the atmosphere and in the, and in big 10 play. Uh, but I think he'll perform 
I, I, we need to, I mean, we expect him to be very good for Nebraska this season. I think he will show us what he can do. Um, he, he kind of did during the spring game, not really because it's a spring game. Um, and I think this is going to be where he's going to show us what he's, what he's got. And, uh, I, I think we know that he can be pretty consistent and we saw him at Texas last year against Oklahoma in a huge game. He's familiar to these, I guess it's not the same thing with Nebraska and Northwestern, but playing in Ireland is kind of a more hyped up game. Uh, he's familiar with this situation. Uh, and I, I think he'll be nice and relaxed and throw, I want to say two or three touchdowns, I think. And I hope so. It, it sounds like, uh, they're set on their offensive line. Um, I mean, I don't have any inside information, but I think yeah. they're going to have Teddy Prohaska at left tackle. He played there a couple of games last year. He got injured. And then uh, Corcoran, who was playing left tackle last year a lot, he moves to left guard. And then Trent Hickson is your center. And then Brock Bando at right guard. And then uh, Bryce Benhart uh, uh, at, at right tackle. And there's some, wow. you know, beef. There's some size at those guys. They're yeah. massive. Yeah. I'm so, surprised that Kevin Williams and Hunter Anthony aren't in that conversation. I know. I thought they'd be more in there um, well, transferring they, into Nebraska. So, uh, you know, they, they might play. Uh, I, 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 I hope they'll, I hope they get some play. I mean, obviously you don't put your five offensive linemen in there and then have them play the entire game. That's not how that works. Right. So you get an injured offensive lineman. So I bet they'll be in the rotation, sure, um, but I'm just surprised sure. they're not starting. Who do you think? Who do you like at eye back at running back? I want to see Ramir Johnson, uh, just because I feel like I was very underwhelmed by him last year, um, and I, I think him or Anthony Grant. I've been on the Anthony Grant train since the spring game. Uh, if Anthony Grant can break f- for a long run in this game, uh, I think that he can. I mean, just give him like four series. It can be whatever. I really think if you just give Anthony Grant the ball if you just put him out there for four series or the majority of four straight series for Nebraska, he can absolutely tear it up. And I think he can show us what he's got. And it's something pretty special. I think coming from a Juco uh, transfer to Nebraska, I think the Anthony Grant can be a impact player for Nebraska this year. And I hope that he gets a shot in this game. Uh, but I do think Ramirez is probably going to start is my guess. What do you think of Gabe Irvin? He's coming back after an injury last year. He, he looked really, really good. He looks he looks like a prototypical Big Ten running back. He is he's yeah. moved up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that he'll be good as well. Um, I just, I mean, I we saw him some last year, and then again, he said he got injured. Um, so I think I, I kind of know a little bit what to expect from him. Uh, but as you said, big, t- prototypical, prototypical Big Ten running back. Um, if he gets in this game, he's going to have a big impact as well. I think uh, the two running backs I'll be watching for Nebraska specifically are uh, Gabe Irvin, Ramir Johnson, or I guess three running backs, Ramir Johnson, Gabe Irvin, and Anthony Grant. Uh, if all three of them are able to play, I assume they will be because they'll be wanting to get as many reps for that very talented running back room and deep running back room uh, in this game as possible just to see who's who's up to snuff for the season. Who do you, who do you like at uh... – at the wide receiver, yeah, there's there's a ton of really yeah good and mm-hmm. experienced. Uh, who do you like as your three uh, wide receivers starting the game? Three wide receivers. I want to see uh, Omar, Trey Palmer, and uh, Castaneda. Yeah, I think that those three guys. Uh, if you, if you have them start the game, uh, we know that all those guys can play. We see all we saw Omar last year. We saw 
uh, Trey Palmer at LSU. We saw uh, Garcia Castaneda at uh, New Mexico State. Uh, so I, you put these two guys in there. That's the a big experience boost uh, among those guys. They've all played in uh, games for at least a season. So uh, I yeah. think it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, and then you look at the place kicker, you know, no surprise there or punter. Do you want to talk about those two positions? Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of already did. Brian Buschini is going to be punting. Yeah. <clears throat> and um uh oh what's his i forget the kicker's name bleak road oh red timmy timmy bleak road is going to be kicking um i just want him to be solid and just make the extra points <clears throat> for timmy bleak road just make the extra points make the field goals when we need it uh, i don't need you hitting 57 yard field goals <sighs> um and then same for bushini just be consistent with punt punt towards the right side i was watching the michigan state's highlights earlier. <laughs> my goodness uh and please don't do that and let that be the reason that Northwestern gets momentum back in this game. Uh, I don't think he will, but just <clears throat> know where you're going with the punt, get it where it needs to be and let the punt coverage do the rest. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't need anything crazy from him. Like some of the NFL punters during the preseason, we've already had like two or three 80 plus yard punts. I don't need that from him. I don't yeah. expect that from him at all. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, they just need to be solid, do what they need to do uh, to, to get a win. And I think we'll be good. Uh, just I, I, I want to see what Timmy Bleak Road uh, can do, because if he's like barely making extra points or like that, like I'm fine with him making extra points. But if you're barely making them, that's a problem. Uh, and uh, yeah. like if it's not super straight or what, I, I think he'll be fine. Uh, I'm just trying to think through everything, but uh, I think he'll be de- he'll be he'll be totally fine. Same with uh, Bushini, but. You want to get into the defensive line and the uh, linebackers and. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. So Garrett Nelson obviously is going to have a huge impact for Nebraska this year. Uh, uh I want, I, I, I'm so excited to see Oshawn Mathis finally play. Yes. Um, yes. He, I'm definitely going to be watching him taking notes on him and uh, also Stefan Wynn uh, from Alabama. He's going to be uh, another big player to watch. Uh, and then Heinrich and um, uh, Luke Reimer, thank you, uh, are going to be the two linebackers I'm going to be watching for Nebraska, along with Garrett Nelson. But Garrett Nelson's more of a uh, he's more of a rush end than a uh, linebacker. I get his position is outside linebacker, but he blitzes more than he is actually a linebacker. I think. But. Well, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. The uh, the roster hasn't, I don't think, has been solidified. Uh, at least on the defense and there, there are a lot of players in there, a lot of good talent and, and a lot of depth, which is that sh- I, I don't even, I don't even want to uh, risk uh, trying to say a starting lineup in that. But yeah. Yeah. No, me neither. And, and then who do you like at uh, punt return and kickoff return? Well, uh, Garcia Castaneda did do punt returns <clears throat> for New Mexico state, I believe. Uh, I think I have that right. But uh, so I'd like to see him back there, uh, honestly, or get one of our running backs back there because we have so many that you just let him. I mean, it's basically like, I don't know. It's really going to be who's been practicing it in practice, which we don't know because we're not at practice. We're not at fall camp. So I don't know who's been practicing returning him. I would imagine that Garcia Castaneda has definitely. Um, but I don't know if they'd want to risk him as one of their starting receivers to to do that. I guess they did that with DeMornay, but DeMornay was so good that there was like, why would you not put him back there? Um, so, I mean, I would like to see him, but I really don't know. Uh, whoever they put back there, I'll just be watching them. I, I, I imagine that they have a pretty good idea of who's going to be doing that. 
Uh, and then kickoff return, probably somewhere similar to punt return. Um, but, I mean, Amir Abdullah used to do it, so maybe one of our running backs. I don't know. Uh, again, it's going to be who's who's been practicing it uh, for us over fall camp or I, who's been who's been doing it before. I you know, I, I think you're right. Uh, Trey Palmer has uh, has returned kicks. I don't, I'm not sure if there's both punt and kickoffs, but he is uh, he has experience with that. And and then maybe you throw in an Anthony Grant. Uh, with maybe his yeah, speed and they can't find him. He's not very. He's not a very big kid. No. <laughs> No. He seems like a just a really really neat kid. So uh, yeah, it's they're going to be. A, I think there's a lot of questions going into this game that I think are going to be answered. Yep. By the game's end, maybe not completely because the first test, as you and I both know, is when Oklahoma comes to Lincoln. That's going exactly. Be, that's going to be the uh, the litmus test, as they say. So I can't wait. We're just uh, we're me just neither. I'm so excited. Away. Um, and th- this is. You know, Frost's new and improved uh, Husker football team coaches and players. We've got what, 34 new coaches, uh, 14 new transfers, something like that. Uh, yeah. Then you you hope that your your regulars, you know, your guys already on the on the roster have improved and and are willing to, uh, you know, give it all. It's I don't know. I just I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. It's going to be a lot of a proven time is is starting, and uh, it's it's going to be this Saturday, and we're going to see what what team Nebraska's got. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I have. You have anything else about this game, nope. Grandpa? I awesome. sure don't. All right. Well, we'll we're going to have to see uh, what happens, and we know that you guys will definitely be hanging on that. Can't wait for next week first game recap of the season. We'll know exactly what Nebraska's made of. Uh, well, at least not exactly, but have a very good, a much better idea than we have these past six months. Um, so thank you guys for sticking with us through the off season. We're so excited to get into the uh, season with you guys. So keep on listening, keep on sharing this with your friends, uh, with your friends, your enemies, Northwestern <laughs> fans, people that you know are going to be in Ireland for some reason during this game. Uh, and t- it tickets like $120 right now, but, um, Anyway, if uh, if you are going to this game, lucky you. That's that's amazing. I envy you. Uh, but yeah, uh, make sure to uh, leave us five star review if you haven't already. Uh, that helps us a lot, and we we love uh, we love looking at those, reading those, and uh, we'd love to read some on the show if we get any, or not if we get any, but uh, we love to read them if you guys send them in uh, to us, and also helps uh, more people find the show. Um, and uh, yeah, keep on listening on. Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening to this right now. And uh, I don't have anything what, else. What site do they need to send that uh, their questions to? Oh, yes. If you have, oh, if you want to send your predictions for the game, any takes you have on this game, uh, anything that you, um, like any takeaways from this game that you want us to hear, send those in to, uh, I believe I switched our email. So now it's a uh, more specific, used to be just, uh, it used to be WRSW at sorry wrswpodcast at gmail.com but now i believe uh i've switched it to let me find it real quick uh i think it's hbth podcast at protonmail.com so that's hbth podcast at protonmail.com or they could email me at huskerdan at cox.net that too as well uh and you can find the link to 
our email for the podcast at the bottom of the show notes. If you just go to like episode details, uh, you can find our email down there. And then grandpa's email you can find on our website, uh, which is, shoot, I think it's HBTH uh, at pod.podbean.com or something like that. Um, it, that's also at the bottom of our podcast detail. And then grandpa's email you can find uh, on his articles at Husker Max or uh, on Sports Illustrated if you just go to Husker Dan. Um, again, that's all I have. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hopefully go Big with, Red! With, hopefully with the dub in the mirror. <laughs> go Big Red. <laughs> <laughs>